welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm one of your hosts, Charles Sheeland. And I'm the other host, Asia Bonilla, and today we are starting the fourth and final book of the Ugly series by Scott Westerfeld, which is Extras. And this book takes place, we think, about three years after special, so the city has undergone quite a transformation. I know they said it in the book. It was either two or three. I should have written it down, but it's... Well, I missed it for sure. It's definitely (laughs) two or three. It's just... Anyway, as a quick intro for anyone who's new to our show, we're a podcast with the Nerd Party Network. We're best friends, and we read and reread YA books from our adolescence, and then we share them with each other. At least that's what we had been doing in the past, but we've basically run out of those books. So now we've been taking listener suggestions, and I think this is probably the most requested series from listeners that we've ever gotten. And we've really been enjoying covering it, and I'm going to, honestly, I'll be glad that we finished it, but... I will miss reading it because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've also really enjoyed this series so far. And I honestly really liked this the beginning of this book as well. But also at the end of this episode, we're going to be announcing the next series on the podcast. And once again, it will be a new series for the both of us. And it's a very exciting announcement. So make sure to listen till the end so you don't miss it. Just for our summary, like we said, it's a few years after the mind rain. The society is a lot more free with a lot of options for expressions and behavior. People can choose to be bubbleheads or to not get modified or whatever. Like they can basically really decide how to live their lives. The society now runs on a system of popularity and merits. So good behavior is rewarded and so is popularity. Everyone has a face rank, basically how much people are speaking about you relative to the entire population. So our protagonist, Aya Fuse, she's a complete nobody, but she wants to become popular. So she's looking for a story to film that will, and then like release on her social media channel so that then her like face ring can go up. She joins a gang of, called the Sly Girls and tries to infiltrate them in their stunts because then she could release videos of them doing their stunts. But she ends up discovering something much more important. And then we end with Aya breaking her story. She goes positively viral and a familiar someone reaches out to her with a rather ominous warning. I didn't mean to make that sound like a cliffhanger, but we'll talk about it when we get there. So I'm just going to leave it at that. My impression was that I didn't know where we were going to go from the last book. Like, I felt like, I mean, the author even said that himself. Like, he didn't plan to write a fourth book originally anyway. And the last book really did, like, wrap up the series at least like it gave us closure i should say so i was interested to see like what the continuing problem was going to be and i believe the seawalk was still written like well before like the complete advent of social media that we consider now and like what a visionary scott westerfeld was because like this is you know kind of like on the nose so anyway i thoroughly enjoyed it Yeah, this one was published in 2007, so they were all published pretty quickly, one after the other, but yeah, yeah, I I feel like, yeah, I also had no idea what to expect for this next book, since we were kind of 
transitioning to a new main character but I'm really enjoying it and I think it like is a total logical and like practical like next step in like what their society was and this a society that like valued pretty faces to now it's not just pretty faces but it's like the idea of social media and like celebrities and how however famous you are is like how rich you are and what kind of lifestyle you get to live so I definitely think it's a really interesting topic so I'm just really enjoying it and I do like our main character Aya a lot as well yeah let's dive in with her so she's 15 and she's an ugly because her parents basically said that she can't follow like that they they want to follow some semblance of tradition and they're like you can't start making modifications to yourself until you're 16 which is like in the in this universe is when you would have been made pretty originally so her brother had been made pretty and then so he was a bubblehead when tally basically ended the bubblehead era but aya is too young for that so she is basically she's you know looks like a regular human which Obviously, in this world of people who are either, like, drop-dead gorgeous or, like, tech inventors, she's nobody. So she's waiting until she's 16 before she can get any, like, cool modifications. And she really wants these modifications to basically succeed in the current society, which, as we mentioned, runs on your face rank or social value. And they've basically just kind of added social media to this new society, But now your face rank also contributes to your economic class. So think the idea of how we have like Instagram models and stuff and like who has the most followers on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook if you still use Facebook. But like whatever social media you use, that idea, but not only like how people can make money from being like social influencers, but now it's literally like whoever's the most popular is like the most prominent person in society and like has the ability to be like the richest person in the world so definitely a very dystopian idea but i think it like fits really well with like what we've been presented with already in the series yeah so i've never seen black mirror but i'm pretty sure they did an episode kind of like this right like essentially society has so in this society i should say the society has a currency which is called merits and you either get those from doing good work or which is basically contributing to society economically, like babysitting or doing your homework or picking up a volunteer shift. Or you contribute culturally by being popular and entertaining, basically giving people something to look at. Um, and your face link rank literally goes from the most popular person, Tally Youngblood, up citizen by citizen to basically a close to a million, however many are in the city. And, like, right now, Aya is, like, in the middle. Like, she's, like, 400-something thousand. So, like, she's basically just in the middle. So she's a complete nobody. Yes. And speaking of Black Mirror, I definitely did see that episode. I think it has Jessica Chastain in it. That'd be cool. If you're talking, thinking, if you're thinking of the same one I'm thinking of. And I remember in that episode, I believe it's, like, when you have interactions with other people, they basically rate you. So I would compare it to kind of, like, how... If you take an Uber, how, like, you can rate the driver and then they can rate you as the rider. It's like that. And, like, obviously, if people give you bad ratings, your overall rating goes down. And, like, I think in that society, like, if you had below, like, three and a half stars, like, you couldn't drive a car. Like, you weren't physically not able to do things. So, like, you had to, like, act outwardly nice to everyone so that people would constantly give you good ratings. So Kind of the way China as a country is doing that. They're not doing it quite so extreme, but they're doing social rankings. 
too. But anyway, so that is like pretty similar or kind of similar to this situation. And so we learn that Aya is actually what they call an extra, which we find out is kind of comes from the idea of on movie sets from, you know, obviously even now how people would come and be extras on set. Basically, like they're not the main characters of the story. They're just in the background and they're filling up the screen. And that's what they have decided to call people who are basically are not even remotely popular. Like Charles said, she's kind of a nobody, just fades into the background. So she's an extra, obviously the name of the book. So if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that we live in New York City and we're both dancers by trade. And so obviously we know people that do a bunch of like stuff in the entertainment industry. So a lot of our friends and people we went to college with like do a lot of work working as extras on TV shows. Like one of the people that we went to class with today was just an extra on an episode of Succession like that came out like last week. And I've been an extra on a TV show. Have you ever been an extra on something, Asia? Um, yeah, I've been an extra when I did like acting and stuff as a kid. Not anything now. I guess because you were a kid. Because you were in speaking roles. But... I had speaking roles as well. But yeah, I was like an extra in a music video. I think I was an extra in a commercial one time. Yeah. So yes, I have experience with that. But it's definitely, I mean, I feel like for us normal people, that's pretty freaking cool. But yeah, for uh, like for me, I'm like, oh, my God, if you go like go to this episode of like whatever show I like, I actually you haven't can see seen me in the back. I haven't seen the show that I'm on. I know it's on Netflix, but so I couldn't tell you what episode to go see. But um, no, for us, it's like, oh, my God, it's such a fun thing to have done one day. Also, like it pays pretty well for literally zero work. But obviously it's inverted here where like you're literally, you know, scenery. <laughs> And so Aya is, like, very much an extra, and she really doesn't want to be. She wants to be popular. So she's a kicker. All this silly lingo. A kicker is someone who films things and puts them online in an effort to go viral. Basically, like, she's... A TikToker, a YouTuber. Literally, we have these things in real life now, so... She's basically... It does sound cringy, but, like, that's literally what people do for a living. I feel like she's also, like, particularly, like, the Instagram account, like, influencers gone wild. Like, she's literally trying to film other people doing... I mean, not particularly, like, influencer things, but she's trying to film other people and expose them. And therefore, like, go viral. I would definitely say how it's described, at least to me, it reminds me of YouTube. Like, the when YouTube first blew up, I mean, how they describe, like, because it's not necessarily, like, live streams. It sounds like people, like, film stuff and create and edit videos. And they could be shorter or they could be longer. Like, I think yes, Aya's that she ends up releasing at the end is, like, 20 minutes long. So it definitely reminds me of, like, YouTube. And it's basically, like, again, the idea of what YouTube did was, like, normal people can, like, create video and, like, enter video content and, like, entertainment. Whereas, obviously, before, it was only, like, movies and TV shows that we had an option to watch. So... I do think that it's just, like, really interesting, and I feel like this at least is, like, what makes this series, like, very interesting to read, like, today, now that social media is so normalized, and, like, that's something that we've grown up with, and, like, most people have social media, whereas obviously when this was released, social media was, like, just becoming a thing, like, with MySpace and Facebook, so, I don't know, I just think it's really interesting, and something that's obviously, like, not that's not a concept that's been introduced in any of the other like dystopian series we've watched, uh, we've read. Yeah, it's tr- true. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of this book. This is not a young adult book, or I don't think it's a young adult book, but it's called The Circle. And 
if I remember correctly, it's about like this. It's kind of similar. Like it's kind of like this idea. I don't know if it was social media, but this girl ends up working for this company and she ends up having to wear like a camera where she like films her life, like literally all the time. So like a constant live stream. And it like talks about the idea of like not having privacy, but I don't know. That's like the closest thing I think that I've read. That's like come anywhere close to like being a discussion about this. Yeah. I think that like, I mean, I feel like now there are probably a lot of books sort of about social media, but this was written like way way before before that. that. Like the iPhone came out in 2006. Right. Either 2006 or 2007. Like, that sounds about right. I'm not sure. The first iPhone came out then. So you can imagine that social media was not much more than that before then. Like, I mean, obviously people could do social media on their computers, but what we think of as like sort of the constant stream of social media came once everyone had access to an iPhone, like, or everyone had access to a smartphone. Yeah. I mean, I, when I first made my Instagram, I was using my iPod Touch that didn't even have a camera. I mean, how was I even doing that? Maybe I didn't end when up. I had, maybe I didn't use Instagram until I had an iPhone then. I don't remember. My first Instagram account was on my iPod Touch that did have a camera. I can't actually get into that Instagram account. So there is like a photo. There are a couple photos. It's like under my name. And it, Instagram won't let me into it. And there's like a baby photo of me. Like not a baby, like a toddler photo. And like a photo of like a latte. Like, you know, with like 15 filters, you know, like what Instagram used to be. No, when Instagram was like, oh, which filter am I going to use? And like, it was the square. And yeah, that was the good old days, wasn't it? That was before. And that account still is out there, so you can find it, but I can't access it. Well, I Um, remember I made an Instagram account. I definitely made like a dance, like a dance fan page. I also don't have access to it anymore. And like, I would post like dancer quotes and like, like you just like repost other people's photos, like trying to go viral. I definitely Slay. had one of those. Slay. Anyway, let's get back into this story, which I guess I lost the segue, but there was supposed to be a great segue here that we missed because I went on off on a tangent. But I think the most dystopian thing I read in this series is a quote I have here, which says, Moggles, which that is... Aya's AI-powered drone camera, which already super dystopian. So Moggle's absence made her doubly uneasy. It was eerie knowing that none of this was being recorded, like a dream. Whatever happened would all be gone tomorrow morning. Aya felt cut off from the world, unreal. Which, this is when Aya first goes with the Sly Girls, basically, and... Yeah, we jump. I put. I jumped, this is... This quote comes later in the plot, but I felt like it was important to bring it up now when we're talking about, like, the world itself. So, yes. Which, anyway, so just for context, basically, I goes with the Sly Girls, and she's not allowed to bring her, like, drone camera with her. And it's, like, probably one of the first times, like, since this has been a thing that she hasn't had it. So her to be, like, it felt like her experiences weren't real because they weren't being recorded. Like, I don't know, it was just, like really kind of like upsetting honestly to like hear like this idea of only having something be in your memories i don't know it just sounds horrible especially when i feel like a big criticism of today is like people are so sucked into their phones like you look at people at a concert and everyone's just recording it like they're not even watching the concert they're just recording it to watch later and it's just like people it seems like people can't live in the moment as much which i don't think that's necessarily true because obviously 
people have different preferences of whether they want to make sure they have recordings so that they can watch it later and like feel that re-experience the memory. But I don't know that like to me was like unsettling of an idea of like, oh, it doesn't feel like my life is real or like you feel cut off from the world and like can't have good experiences because they're not being recorded. I think it's more of that sort of like phone eats first. Like, did you do anything if you didn't document it for your fans to see mentality? Yeah. And that is kind of like dystopian. sort of a disappointing. Yeah. Dystopian and like also a real life thing. Like I've trying, I'm trying to be better about like, you know, when I see a friend that I haven't seen in like a month, I'm like, I don't have to put them on my Instagram story. They don't, I don't need to do that. Like I'm happy to, but like, I don't need to prove like that I hung out with people or like when I cooked like a much, like a very elaborate dinner, I don't need to put that online. But like, there was definitely a while when I felt like I should, like, I feel like I definitely, I've gone through phases of it. And I like, I feel like I'm quite active on my sort of my, particularly my stories on social media, but like, I'm trying to be better about not feeling like things are only happening if I document them and share them because that's kind of what she's saying right there. I mean, obviously she's doing it for like much more important reasons, like for her livelihood. But for me, I'm like, you know, I can also just enjoy things in the moment and I don't need to prove that they happened. No. Yeah. I definitely agree. I feel like that was a big thing for me, like in high school that like none of my friends were super into social media but I was, and, like, I was, like, whenever we would hang out, we'd, like, never take any photos, and I would be, like, a little disappointed because I had nothing to share, but then I'm, like, well, that's probably a good sign because it means we were just enjoying each other's company, not worried about, oh, like, we have to document this, like, you know, and that's definitely something I feel like as I've gotten older now, like, I don't really think about it as much and, like, care as much, like, I feel like I don't go on social media as often anyway, especially not to, like, look at people I know. I feel like I more so go on to see, like, bigger pages like i don't know the only thing i care to to document is my my one second video yes i I which charles stole that idea from me frustrated when i I do my one second video i've been doing it since 2016 that is the only sort of thing that i like to record and i think that is a great way that like i'm able to capture certain memories but it doesn't have to like overtake like you're trying to create content yeah because it's not about like you're not you don't post it until the end of the year and it's more for you so that you can go back and look at it. And so for me, I only get frustrated about not recording or like documenting something when I did something fun or like I hung out with people and I didn't put it in my one second video. And again, even then I'm like, well, we were having such a good time that I didn't at any point feel so distracted as to be like, can you guys wait for my one second video? Like, yeah. So even that is like a double edged sword of like, yeah, I wish they were, you know, because when I don't remember to record something, it just ends up being my cat for that day um which is fine too she's a beautiful memory as well but um yeah other than that i don't feel like i need to share everything anyway let's stick back so aya does feel that way she basically wants to film everything so she can use it to grow popularity and so she goes to parties undercover to track down things to record them and then release them in these like videos or forms or posts or whatever. And that's like the whole idea of kicking is like that she's going to get footage and then sharing it. So a YouTuber, but side note on the whole popularity thing at this point, I know Charles already kind of spoiled it, but 
the assumption is that I feel like it's pretty obvious that the most famous person in the world must be Tally Youngblood because Io says that this person, she says she, she doesn't have a feet of her own and people talked about her every time they mentioned the mind rain, which the mind rain is obviously when everyone was cured and there were no longer bubbleheads, basically, which obviously we know that the person who did that was Tal Youngblood. She was like the Mockingjay, the Katniss Everdeen. She is the face of the revolution. So obviously it must be her, and that would make sense because if this was the Hunger Games, Katniss Everdeen would be the most famous person too. So I feel like that was pretty obvious, but obviously in case you didn't catch that, it seemed pretty hinted that she was going to be number one in this new like face ranking society. Yeah. I, I, when it was said, I wasn't like, this isn't even really an implication. Like I feel like it was so obvious. Also like it makes sense. Tally would be against the whole idea of the feeds. Like she wouldn't have one because like obviously for her, she's like, this is again, just making decisions based on superficial external characteristics, not based on people's like actual skills. But it also makes sense that she would be the most mentioned person always because it's like on people's minds. So with that, all that, I feel like we've basically been just doing exposition so far, but that's really how this book read. So let's follow Aya. So she goes to a party. She meets this really beautiful and clearly popular guy called Frizz Mizuno. What a name. Um, And he seems to take a genuine interest in her. And then later we find out that his thing is it's impossible for him to lie at all. He's a part of a group called Radical Honesty. And I couldn't remember whether they were taking a medical supplement or they had an implant that made it, like, impossible for them to lie. Now, I wanted to know whether you believe that, Asia. Like, I think it's true. I think that he actually can't lie. But after Maze Runner, I have to question everything any character ever does. And I'm like, maybe it's a trick. Maybe he's saying that he's honest so that people don't think he's lying to them? Well, I think it's true because I think also it's like a modification. Like, I think they had, like, surgery for it. Like, I don't think it's a supplement they take. I think it's, like, how they had the cure or whatever. Like, I think they, like, went in and changed their brain so that, like, they no longer have the capacity to lie. Like, I don't think it's necessarily something that's irreversible, but that was kind of my understanding of it. But you believe that it was, like, he is being honest. Yes, I believe that also because I don't think, because this is, like, you you even just said, like, how this book seems like it was a lot of exposition. I don't think we're going to get as, like, big of a conflict as we just did in the past, like, first three books, like, that trilogy, basically, because we only have one book to basically wrap up the series. So I'm assuming that, like, we're going to get meet Tally and, like, it's going to be, like, maybe they dismantle the face ranking system or they change it or something. Or I, as a person, just learns that, like, maybe being the... It's better. They're more important things. More important things, like having close friends, like the Sly Girls, but, like, you don't have to be popular and famous. But that's what I feel like the message is going to be. Something like that. Or maybe she's going to go live in the wild with them. But, like, I can't imagine, like... So that's why, because I'm thinking that, I can't imagine, like frizz mizuno lying about that because that seems like that would be too big of a twist for us to get in like one book i think that's a good point because like what would be his motivation for lying about that yeah i didn't think that he was lying but i was just like let me just check let me be curious also i just wanted to say frizz mizuno i don't know if they like really described what he looked like but i'm just imagining like i guess kind of like a cute messy boy but like he has frizzy hair but like it's cute because his name is frizz like i don't know yeah, I was imagining him having straight hair, but that's just because that's my type. Um, 
Uh, whereas I was like, I don't know, because his name is Frizz, I was like, he has to have some like frizziness to him. But it's like sure. in a cute way, but like, like you know what I mean? Like messy. Yeah. Well, I wonder if Frizz is a love interest, but we got that wrong with Paris in the first series. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. If he's a love interest, we'll deal with that later. Well, I definitely think he is a love interest, but I think that Aya is not going to have time for love because she's too focused on becoming famous. And, you know, she's a girl boss, so she <laughs> doesn't have time for love boss. right now. Like, a man is... And she's about to meet... And she's eventually, we're assuming, going to meet the OG girl boss, the OG main character, Tally, who also is Sans Man. I mean, we're assuming. I mean, unless she ended up with David. She ended up with David, but let's not... Let's, let's get there first. We'll find out when we get there, but... I feel like Frizz is the kind of boy that would follow Aya into the woods if she moves to the woods. Like, Oh, for sure. But yes, I, so I do think also, I mean, again, we only have one book. We've only been introduced so many characters. He has to be the love interest. He's the only boy who she's not related to, I guess. Her brother's for, like, best friend. friend. But like, that's definitely not happening. Anyway, so I go to that party. She finds this popular and mysterious girl named Eden to that she decides she's going to follow and film. But it actually turns out that this girl, Eden, was on to Aya the whole time, and she basically leads her into this trap. So then Aya ends up being confronted by a group of people, which we find out is the Sly Girls, which is who Aya was looking for in the first place. And basically, we find out that they like to stay anonymous. They like literally want to be at the bottom of the barrel, like in the millions of people for their ranking because they like to ride high speed trains and they like don't want anybody to know about it. Which I think is partially because if people found out about it, they wouldn't be able to do it anymore because it's illegal, basically. Yeah, they don't want and other people to be doing it because then wardens would stop them from being able to do it. Which I think makes sense. And also they just don't care. Like, they don't find joy from, like, being high face ranking. And the only reason why, like... And Frizz says he doesn't either. Frizz also is like, I don't think it matters what your rank is. So the people that Aya actually likes and ends up respecting don't care about face rank. And whereas she literally says her brother, when he became super popular, she thought he became annoying. Which, okay, the only reason why, like, Frizz, the Sly Girls, all of them saying all that, the only reason why I would call a little bit of BS on that is the idea that the face rank has to do with, like, your lifestyle. Like, you literally, like, you can't, like, afford things. Like, it's a way to, like, progress in life. So that's the only reason why I'm like, people are like, oh, I don't care. But it's like, that means you're like subjecting yourself to a life of poverty. Especially like when it came from Frizz, I was like, well, of course you don't care. You're already there and you're like living the lifestyle of luxury and you're being worshipped. Like, I felt like it didn't really, his response like was pointless because I'm like, well, you're already living it. So like, who cares if you don't care? You're already there. I think that's valid. I think that's very valid. Like, it's to me, I mean, which I have a note about this in a little bit, but just about how, like, this idea of being famous is, like, equivalent to having money. So, of course, people, if you already have money, it's one thing to say, like, oh, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, money doesn't matter. And it's like, well, of course it doesn't matter to you. You already have it. Like, but if people are struggling, so, which, yeah, my note was basically that it was kind of weird to me how Aya describes activities as only being worth doing if they'll make you famous because again it's like this whole dystopian idea but like i said it does make sense because it's the same idea in like our world 
of like things are worth doing because if you're going to make money from them, like obviously you have hobbies and everything, but when you choose to get a job and like how you're going to spend your time for like your week, let's say, obviously you have to allot a certain amount of hours to working to make money to be able to live. So Which in is this true. society. And yeah, it's a good point. So that's why like I understand that like. Anyway, going back to the Sly Girls really quick, though. Basically, I's plan is to join them and, like, infiltrate their group so that she can end up filming doing what they're doing so that she can make, like, a viral video and end up becoming famous. Obviously, so that she can basically become famous and rich as in terms of lifestyle because they don't actually have, like, money. And that's where I'm, like, a little bit later on, Frizz kind of, I feel like, judges her for this. Yeah. And I feel like he's not really in a position to judge her when he's already in that privileged position. Yes. Whether he was able to genuinely just receive all that attention for doing something that he believed in and he believes in this radical honesty idea, but like not everybody has like things handed to them. So like I mean it's I don't know, to me like it relates to like the real world of people who are like if you were born into poverty and you have to like do like questionable things to like reach a point of like financial stability i feel like people who are handed privilege can't really judge them because you were never in that position yeah it's true like frizz is like naturally beautiful and i can't remember if we like i think he's also an inventor like i think he may have invented the radical honesty implement implement. yeah he's the leader of the group and so he like but he'd already been made a pretty so like he was extra beautiful so like he's you know so he was already an advantage yeah and like so, of course, he's like, oh, I will, I'll always do the right thing. Yeah, he's like... Like, so, I don't know. I thought that was, like, a really interesting parallel to, like, the real world. And that's why, like, I guess I feel for Aya. And, like, I don't think that what she's doing is essentially wrong. Or even if it's wrong, I, like, understand her justification. Because she's just, like, I want to be able to, like, not be in a dorm room where, like, I don't have my own room or whatever. Or I can have real clothes and I can have good food to eat. Like... I also think more on top of it is that like I feel like for her this society that she's in this is kind of what's happening all the time is that people are literally just trying to like get ahead this way so not saying that she should lie to people but everyone is doing that all the time and so the fact that like the sly girls were so stupid as to be like or well when we find out later they weren't actually stupid ever but like if they really got were like convinced that she was just going to give up everything just to join them. Like, I'm like, honestly, can we be killed? You know, like, I'm like, she's got to make a living too. And also, like, if you were so easily tricked into, like, letting a stranger join your ranks, like, it could have been someone who had, like, bad intentions, like, who wanted to hurt you. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just... No, yeah, I definitely, it's like the idea of, like, how people can, you can get scammed and stuff like that. Yeah. In our world, like, you can get scammed and things. Oh, I had an Instagram scammer reach out to me just yesterday. And obviously, scams are horrible, and it's awful that they do those people, and they prey on naive people. But the reality is that if you live in this world, you have to be aware that not everyone has the best intentions. So, to me, it's the idea of, if you aren't trusting of people and you are hesitant things bad things wouldn't happen to you because you wouldn't just like you know what i mean so it's not like fully on the person's fault so in the sense i'm saying of aya scamming her way into the sly girls group to take advantage and film of them like charles just said it's partially their fault that they let her into the group you know yes that's exactly what i'm saying 
Exactly. So it like goes both ways. And obviously it still doesn't make it okay and like right. But in the idea of she's doing this so that she can have a better life, I can understand why she's doing it. And I guess I can, I can empathize with how she's feeling and like it makes sense to me. So like I can't be like, oh, well, it's like totally wrong. Like it's a gray area kind of thing. It's a scale. Yeah. It's not black and white of like right and wrong. Yeah, so this feels like a good time to mention that Aya's brother, Hiro, he's very popular. His his face rank just went below 1,000, and he's become a total snob. Like, as he's become more popular, he's become less pleasant to Aya. And I really feel like we can't stress this enough, that, like, anything nicer than the default in this society costs merits and costs access. And... So, like, you can get generic clothes. Like, you can get functional clothes provided to you by the wall like they did in the past. But you really, like, being popular is basically, besides, like, doing daycare, which Aya does plenty of that. She, like, she does her chores, she watches the kids, she does her tests. But, like, that does not, you know, obviously just doing that alone is not going to make you popular or grow your wealth enough, like, quickly enough. So, um, like... Anything that gets you noticed builds your attention. So, like, Aya falls in a lake because she's going to retrieve her her camera mogul. And then she's speaking to Frizz because they're friends now. And it goes viral. And her economic standing goes up just because, like, from the mid-400,000s to 20,000, just because of the attention she got. So, like, again, it just goes to what we were saying, that, like, anything can happen and anything can change your face rank. So face rank is a really hard word to say. Um, so I think like, yeah, you just kind of, you gotta, you gotta be on it. Like, anyway, that's kind of what I was going for. Like every, every single chance you get to improve your rank, anything can do that. So it makes sense to me that I is like trying to get herself out of like having to, you know, live in the dorm. Yeah, I think I ha- I'm thinking about it. I think I have to backtrack a little bit on what I said because it's still wrong the idea of she's exploiting other people lying. and lying because I'm thinking of like obviously billionaires and stuff. The only way that they're able to get to that position is by exploiting other people, which is not okay. But I think more so what I'm saying I empathize with her is specifically with when she talks to Frizz Mizuno about it because he's already in the privileged position. He already has the face rank and he's basically like, on his high horse saying, how could you possibly do this when it's like he's not in her position? So she like, and we don't know his history. We don't know if like he started out as like an ugly, but like to my understanding, it seems like he was pretty before like this became a thing. So it was unlikely he was ever like an extra. So I feel like I understand what he's saying, but it's like, oh, I can only say what you're saying with, like, a grain of salt because it's like, well, of course you can say that because you're not in this position. But, yeah, I guess still what she's doing is wrong, but also we find out, like, that we'll get there. But in the end, it, like, works out anyway. But getting back on track with the plot, one of the best things, at least, about the society that they kept is universal health care. We find out the medicine does not cost any merits. Anyone has access to health care at all times, which is something we, you know, that would be nice to implement here, but we'll just keep waiting for that. Yeah, I really need to go to the dentist. I really need to go see your dentist because you like your dentist and they're nearby. Anyway, so 
Then Aya does join the Sly Girls. She goes train surfing, and they basically, like, ride high-speed rail on the outside. And they use their, like, crash bracelets to, like, magnetize to the trains. But for the the time she goes, for the first time ever, the train stops in the middle of a mountain, and there's, like, a secret cavern, and things are getting loaded into and off of the train. She's with Mickey, another Sly Girl, and Aya thinks that they're, like, it looks to them like they're aliens, like, that are part of this exchange. Like, people are moving canisters into the mountain and moving things out of the mountain a whole, and the people that are doing it look, like, super, like, tall and long and, like, not human. So that's, like, obviously a little sketchy. And this is the day that she doesn't have the camera, so she can't record any of this because it's her first time. Then she goes gets her camera. The next time she goes, sir, she goes with them. She brings her camera to record yeah. Sly Girls, and they go investigate. Yeah, so I'll say the, the only thing I would say that, like, to me is like the alien thing. I'm really curious to see. Yeah, I, I think, think there's going to be an explanation. I'm, I think there's going to be, gonna be good a good, good explanation too. But that's the only part that I'm like, I'm really curious, like, what that's going to end up being because at this point, I'm completely stumped. Because at first I was like, oh, maybe it's, like, humans with, like, really, really extreme modifications. But then they're like, they look so, like, inhuman. But who knows? I'm imagining the Kaminoans from Star Wars, the people who make the clones. I don't know. Super long-necked. I don't know Star Wars well enough to, like, know it off the... Okay, well, if you know Star Wars, I think they... I was visualizing the Kaminoans. All I know is it was scary. But anyway... So they go back into they go back into the tunnel and they end up going into the cavern and it's a very weird layout and there's like this room full of these metal cylinders and there's like an airlock tube that's exposed to the sky and they're like trying to figure out what it is. And then I and the Sly Girls separately. Then I becomes popular so she has to take a week hiatus from the Sly Girls and during that time she and the Sly Girls independently figure out that the cavern is a missile launcher basically that you could put these metal tubes into the shaft and shoot them up and then if they were to like explode you know they'd be dropping like flaming metal on the city and so the story that I as I'm planning has gotten way bigger because now there's a missile launcher that could destroy the city involved so she's very excited to go and film it again like she's like you know she's gonna kick a great story this time but before we get there, because Charles yet again left out one of the funny, the funniest notes I wrote, which was when Aya and Mickey or whatever, the other girl that's like become kind of her friend, they're in this room full of the metal cylinders and they're like looking around and Mickey all of a sudden is like, I think someone's in here. Like, I think someone's following us. And I was like, I didn't. That's when that happens. When she's there with the camera. I didn't leave it. I didn't. I didn't. Skip ahead. I didn't say you skipped ahead. I said you skipped my specific note where something funny happens that I wanted to make sure that the listeners hear this because it was... Because your note wasn't written in English, so I couldn't figure out what it meant. Well, it was very funny. But anyway, luckily I remember it off the top of my head. So, like I said, they're in the room with the metal cylinders. It's just Aya and Mickey. And Mickey's like, I think someone's following us. Like, I think there's someone in here. And I'm imagining, like, I don't know how dark it is in there, but it sounds like it's dark. And they just have their flashlights. And... All of a sudden, they, like, hear commotion, and, like, I think she sees something, and then Mickey's like, stay here, I'm gonna go get help! And I'm like, if you think there's something in there, why would you leave somebody behind? 
That literally makes no sense. Like, did you not laugh at this part? No, I really didn't think it was funny. You didn't think it was funny when she's like, oh my god, I think there's someone in here. I think there was someone following us. And she's like, stay here. I'm going to go back all the way to the front of the tunnel to get the other slide girls while you stay here and get murdered. Like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it just seemed like one of the horror movies were like, oh, this is where the first person's getting murdered. But it turns out that actually it's Aya's camera mogul who's supposed to be following them and hiding. So that's why she made her stay behind again for plot. But to me, I just feel like when it happened, I was like, that makes no sense. Why would she be left behind? Well, well, I guess that's why Charles left it off because he didn't find it funny, but I found it quite hilarious. Yeah, I was like, okay, I didn't get it. Um. Anyway, so when they go back to film, well, this is like I said, she has the camera. The Sly Girls end up actually telling Aya that they've actually known her secret this whole time. And they know that they she's been recording them and they're actually okay with her kicking the footage because they're planning to skip town. And basically they're just like, this has obviously become like a bigger deal than them just like surfing on the trains. Like this seems actually scary. So like they want the information out there. So like I can kick the footage. She'll get to become super popular. And that way something will have to be done about this missile launcher because obviously getting blown up is, like, not a good idea, and it needs to be fixed. So then this is when Aya, like, really was, like, tally to me. Like, she was really serving, like, main character girl boss energy. Because she's able to, like, achieve everything she wants in, like, one fell swoop. Like, she's able to stay friends with the girls. She's able to have the fun of riding the trains and the parachute. Then she gets to not betray their trust because they're like, go kick the footage anyway. She gets to get back on good terms with Frizz because she can be like, they told me to send that story. And then she gets to become incredibly popular in like 12 hours. Like she, like everything falls into alignment for her. Like such main character energy. And I was like, I literally wrote in my notes. I was like, if there was a Shay in the story, she'd probably be mean to her because of that. I mean. Like being bitter that she wasn't the main character. Because definitely, yeah, she kind of just seemed to like get everything. But I definitely could sense that it was like a little bit too good to be true like something bad is definitely coming for sure and so for sure on the night that they're she's planning to kick the story and or launch the story she goes to a party with hero and she ends up posting the footage she kicks it and it blows up like she is fully popping she is completely famous she's like jumped i think to the top 1000 or something like no she becomes like number 11 I don't think it was that like, high. I can't remember. Don't you remember? Literally, Frizz is like, close your eyes. Don't look at your face, Rank. I can tell you what it is. And she's like, I don't know, a thousand? And he's like, you gotta do better than that. And she's like, I don't know, two hundred. Why do they talk like that? That's how they talk in my head. And she's like, no, Aya, you're saving the city. Think bigger. And then he's like, you're ranked 11. I don't remember if it was, was 11. I was like, wow, District 11. She would have died. I don't know if it was 11, but it was definitely a lower number. So obviously a huge jump for her. But the biggest thing is she ends up getting a ping from the most famous person, which we called Tal Youngblood. It was truly the best cliffhanger. Like, we don't pick the spots to divide the reading based on like plot we just literally pick it based on chapters 
And we could not have picked a better place to cut from one reading to another because, like, it literally was the perfect ominous ending. So do you want to read the message? Yes. I, I mean, I literally gasped when I read it that I was like, oh, my God, this is the last chapter. Also, a ping. It's like a DM, basically. And the DM is just run and hide. We're on our way. That's it. Iconic. Like, of course, Tally coming in to finish this reading. And obviously, very excited to see Tally coming back. But I wonder, like, does that mean she's still the only special, like, that exists? Like, I'm assuming so, since, like, it seemed important to her in the last book. And if she's literally the only one left, she'd probably want to hold on to her abilities. But I'm definitely looking forward to that. Is that you know Tally Youngblood is, like, the true girl boss? Because... Literally, like, one other character got close to Tally's level of girl boss, and she was like, no, 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 no. This is my series, girl. Like, I'm going to walk in here and claim this again. And she really did, and I'm very excited for it. I'm super excited, also because we're going to get to get all the answers and see what Tally meant by that kind of cheesy, corny letter at the end of the last book of, we're watching you, like... We will be the specials. For the outdoors. We're the, we're the Lorax. We speak for the trees. <laughs> that was, yeah, he, like I said, he needed another book because that was, like, not an ending. That He made we the right be, decision, that's for sure. We will be the Lorax. Oh, my God. But okay. I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. I agree. So that means next week we are going to be finishing Extra and the entire Uglies series, which is super exciting, and hopefully it will end on as high of a note as we've been enjoying throughout the time that we've been reading it. But if you want to read along with us, you can just go ahead and finish the book. And then after that, we are going to be starting something special. We are going to be reading the They Stay series by Claire Fraze, which this is really special for us on the paperback because Claire's publisher actually reached out to us. And now that the third book in the series is available, they asked if we could read it on the show and cover it. So we said yes. So full disclosure, they did send us copies of the books for free, which is super exciting. And we're super excited to cover it starting not next week, but the week after on the podcast. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, to read the books and well we'll talk about it when we get there i will i'll do the intro for those books and asia will do the summaries to switch off because i was doing these summaries um yes so anyway we're finishing extras next week and then we'll start they said no i keep calling it they said it's they stay i don't know why anyway if you have predictions theories questions comments whatever you can stay in touch with us about anything on the Nerd Party website, just head over to nerdparty.com slash contact, select the rock paperback, send us an email. You can also get in touch with the network on Twitter at Jordan Nerd Party or Instagram at the Nerd Party or Facebook.com slash the Nerd Party. Or, you know, if you live in extra town, like just send me a ping. And you can do that by finding me on Instagram at seashells. And I'm at Asia Boney on TikTok and at Asia.pony on Instagram. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. And of course, check out the other podcasts on the Nerd Party Network. But as always, make sure you're subscribed to Throwback Paperback so you don't miss us next week. Yes, hit that subscribe button. Have a good one. We will see you next week.
Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.